Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. Today is the third episode in the Your Money Mindset initial series, and it's titled Survivors Don't Complain About Too Much Life Insurance. So in this episode, we're going to cover what you need to know about having enough life insurance to protect your family and what you can do to actually achieve it. We've all been to the movie theater before. I know everybody out there has been to at least one. And when you go to buy your popcorn, you almost have to buy that giant, enormous bucket that you can refill a million times. You know that after you finish eating all of it, you're going to feel sick and nauseous and terrible. But at the end of the day, you can save like a dollar if you get the smaller one You get a bag that's 50% smaller and no refills, so why not pay a little extra and get so much more? So what you need to know is life insurance, when you're young and healthy, is much the same way. A little bit more can really, really go a long way. This tends to be ironic because the vast majority of young families we come in contact with are exceedingly underinsured. The reason is most families are not aware of what their biggest asset by far is, and that's your future income potential. You have the next 20, 30 years, or maybe more, depending on when you're listening, of income and all the raises that come with it as you progress through your career. Let's say that you're making $100,000 right now. Over just the next 20 years, assuming no raises ever during that whole period, you already have $2 million in future income potential coming to you. Now, if you add on raises, if you add on 10 more years, it could be three, four million or even more. Now, I'm young, and I obviously don't plan on dying anytime soon, God willing. So it's an easy thing to simply ignore, despite it being our biggest asset. Who really wants to think about dying, right? The problem is that because we have families, a lack of insurance could be catastrophic, and I'm not overestimating that. I don't want my wife to have to sell our home. I don't want her to have to work more and see her kids less in a scenario where I'm not here when they probably need her the most. I still want her to be able to send our kids to college, still want her to retire, still hit all the goals we have together even if I'm not here. And that brings us to the title of the episode, Survivors Don't Complain About Too Much Life Insurance. If they don't have enough, though, that's a whole different story. So the difference between, say, a $1.5 million to a $2 million policy for a preferred plus, so top health kind of individual for 30 years, that's a 30-year-old person, might be an additional $25 to $50 a month to go from that $1.5 million to the $2 million policy. Depends on the carrier, the situation, what state you live in. But as a rough estimate, if you're really good health as a 30-year-old, It could be somewhere in that $25 to $50 a month additional range to get that extra $500,000 of coverage. Now, I'm willing to bet you're not going to notice an extra $25 a month. If I look at your credit card statement, I'm sure it varies month by month more than $25. But I guarantee you your family's going to notice an extra $500,000 if you're no longer here. If your family basically has too much life insurance from you, not a problem. If your family does not have enough life insurance, very, very large problem. So what can you do? The first step, like for a lot of these, is having a conversation with your spouse. 
What would you want to have happen if either of you passed? Stay in your home? Move closer to other relatives? First, you need to really know what you're solving for. You have some people that say, hey, I want to move in with my parents if that were to happen. Great. Now we know the situation that we're solving for and we want to make sure that we're protected against uh, enough for that. For the primary caregiver, this should also include child care. A caregiver spouse may not earn any salary, but they are saving twenty dollars to $25,000 a year. I mean, if you're in New Jersey, you're certainly saving $25,000 a year, which should be accounted for. So, for example, $25,000 a year for 18 years, say someone just had a child today, that comes out to around $450,000 to cover the entirety of that person's child care if something, God forbid, were to happen to the caregiver spouse today. So a 20-year term policy, $450,000, that could easily cover the caregiver spouse. For an income-earning spouse, you may need to take a look at what you're actually living on. Life insurance comes to you tax-free. That's one of the great things about life insurance. So if you're living right now for your expenses, so you added up all your gas and mortgage and all that and came out to $5,000 a month, and then you looked at what you're saving, and that's $1,000 a month, let's say. First step is pretty easy. I'm living on five. I'm saving one. Five plus one equals six. So pretty easy so far. So you need roughly $6,000 a month to replicate. If both spouses are working, you can back out their net income from that equation. But with no other income to consider, this family in this example is needing around $72,000 a year. So over 20 years, this might be around $1.5 million of coverage. This type of policy generally should take you out to retirement. So if you're 30 years old or 30 years out, then a 30-year term provides you with the majority of your insurance you'd likely need, and you're done with having to have this way on your mind. I have the, the conversations already in the past with my wife where we went over the scenarios, we obtained the coverage that we needed to protect against those scenarios, and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. I never worry about if something were to happen to me, would my family be taken care of financially? Or if something happened to my wife, would I be able to afford the childcare that I would need and want for my kids? I don't have to worry about that. And it's a question that you don't have to worry about either if you follow through with these steps. The last part of this whole situation that is also important to take into account is unless you plan on never leaving your employer and your employer can essentially not fire you ever, think kind of like a tenured teacher kind of a thing, you should likely not rely on your work insurance as part of your total. Work insurance may not be something that you can take with you many times, or if you can, you need to generally convert it into what would be a very expensive permanent type policy in most scenarios. So basically, if you rely on work insurance, and then you have to leave your firm, and your health is no longer good, you can find yourself in a bad situation, because your choices will be no insurance, not a good choice, or converting the work insurance policy to a permanent type of insurance, which would be extremely expensive, and who knows if you'd be able to afford that or not, or even if the coverage amount would be what you wanted it to be or needed it to be. Essentially, it would be outside of your control. If you get life insurance on your own, that policy is within your control forever, as long as you pay your premiums, doesn't matter what your employment is or anything else. As a young family, you want to just basically buy the bigger popcorn bucket when it comes to life insurance. The great part is once it's done, you have the majority of your income needs locked in now long term. 
And that what if question again about your family is covered. Now, if you start making a lot more, your expenses come up, you can always add on that additional policy if you need to, or even build in a little bit of a buffer now. But the majority of your insurance needs should be handled and covered after this. There should be no vast underinsured person after going through this exercise if it's done properly. So main points to remember after today's episode. First thing, just buy that bigger popcorn bucket. Look at it that way. It's a little bit more. It's not going to really affect your lifestyle, and you get a lot of bang for your buck, especially when you're young and healthy. Second thing is having that conversation. What are you trying to cover for? What are you trying to protect for? And make sure that everything is lining up for what you're trying to accomplish between you and your spouse. Thanks very much for tuning in today. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. There are literally millions of young American families out there I'm trying to reach and help just like you. Check back in soon for our next episode. You may already be a future millionaire. Thanks very much as always, and I'll talk to you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.